Hey, Stu. Welcome to Jump Seat Therapy, a podcast where we talk real talk about life's unexpected bumps and provide you with practical tools to keep you in flight even when life gets turbulent. My name's Cosette, and I'm a flight attendant who knows that sometimes life doesn't always go according to plan. No matter what phase of life's flight you're in or whatever weather might be in your path, I hope you never feel alone for the ride. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. So without further ado, please take your seats and fasten your seatbelts because we're ready for takeoff. Girl, welcome. I am so excited that you're here for today's episode because today's topic is going to be a good one. But first, I want to remind you of our texting community where I will send out a weekly text just to like a little pump up text or even a little bit of inspiration if you need that throughout your week. And you can go ahead and join that community free if you're in the United States. The phone number is 678-619-0797 and you'll just text the word crew to that number. So again, it is 678-619-0797 and you'll text the word crew to get signed up and subscribe to the texting community. So I wanted to throw that out there just at the beginning of this um, episode in case you are in need of a little bit of love throughout the week. So to give you a little bit of context for today's topic, I had a trip this past week. I call these trips leanovers. Many in the industry will call them different things. So whether you call it a leanover, an illegal, I'm trying to think of some other names for it. But basically, it's where you typically take the last flight from one destination to another and then the first flight back. So you're really not on the ground for a very long time. I like to call them leanovers because I say we're not on the ground long enough to lay only to lean because you really only get maybe a couple hours nap. So these trips can be kind of exhausting, but Again, for context, I'm signing in for my trip or reporting for my trip late later in the evening. So because of that, I had all day to myself to get ready and to prepare for this trip. And about five o'clock or so, I decided I was going to go take my dog on a walk, go check the mail, and then come back and get ready for my trip so I can leave my house by like 6.30. Well, as I'm on my walk, the phone rings. And if you're a flight attendant, you probably have the same kind of ringtone, but it's not your like upbeat, so excited to answer the phone kind of ring. It is literally, there is a siren, an alarm going off. Like I call it the atomic bomb ring because it's literally so jolting, but that's the ring that I have for scheduling. And I immediately started feeling like that anxiety and the physical changes that come with it where I start feeling hot and getting sweaty and my stomach is just in knots. And to be honest with you, I didn't even answer the call because I'm not on call, so I don't have to answer. But I initially thought, oh shit, I misread my schedule and now I'm late and just so frantic. So I quickly got on my phone and logged in to check my schedule And boom, there's this giant notification in all red that says there is a change to your schedule. Now, I'd like to think that like all of my anxiety went away, but that wasn't the case. There was still anxiety that was lingering, but now there was this feeling of like dread and frustration that was taking its place and almost like this feel of resistance. 
kind of like a kid that's like nagging you when you say you can't do something or you need to do something and it's followed up with, well, why, why this, why that, what does this mean? And so I open up my schedule and I look and I see it's just that my flight that night is delayed. I'm assuming because of weather. And even though it actually wound up being a very positive change because it actually allowed me more time to get ready, I could go on a longer walk with my dog. I actually had the opportunity to see my husband before I left for my trip, which wasn't going to happen if my trip had stayed the same. It still brought on so much discomfort. And honestly, it had me thinking about this question of why is it that change, regardless of if it's working in our favor or not, why is change so hard? And I want to bring this up because I feel like I talk about change so often on here, whether it's changing our perspective or changing our mindset, changing our words to match our actions, and even changing the direction in which we're heading, which was last week's episode. But I really wanted to acknowledge that change isn't easy. And I really want to get to the root of why it isn't easy and how we can kind of navigate that hard and those feelings so we don't get stuck in a place that we don't want to be or that is no longer serving us. So let's talk about three different psychological reasons of why change might be as hard as it is. And the first one is cognitive dissonance. And this is the state of discomfort that can be felt when we have two or more thoughts that might be contradicting each other. So when I think of cognitive dissonance, I think of the familiar versus the unfamiliar and the lack of control that we feel we have in the uncertainty or the unknown of the future. So when we're experiencing change, whether we have brought it upon ourselves or we're choosing the change or not, it's hard for our brains to go from this quote unquote normal state of being and, and our habits and what our actions, our daily actions have been to this unfamiliar and uncomfortable and unknown that's contradicting everything that we consider being normal. And I honestly think this is ironic, but as humans, we hate inconsistency. We like routine. We crave routine and consistency, even though sometimes we're not always consistent in the things that we need to be consistent in, in order to see success. But if we are faced with inconsistency in our life and in, and we're moving away from that sense of normal, it starts to feel like a threat. And our brains are programmed to protect us from threats. That is the whole purpose of the amygdala of our brain is to provide an emotional response. And if we feel like we're faced with a threat, that's where our fear and our anxiety comes from. And so if we feel like we are faced with this change that's going to bring inconsistency to our normal, we're more likely to be resistant of it. Because of that cognitive dissonance, that state of discomfort that we're feeling that's telling us, hey, this isn't our normal. This is bringing inconsistency into our routine, our life, and therefore it must be a threat and cue our amygdala of this fear and this anxiety that comes with the change. Another psychological reason that we might be resistant to change is partisanship which is a strong feeling, sometimes a blind adherence to a cause, a purpose, or a person. 
And this is often described in politics, and I am not here to discuss politics or get into a political debate. But I want to bring it up because I think it can play such a key role in why we push back from change. And as humans, we are tribal beings. It's our instinctual nature to feel as if we're a part of something greater than ourselves. So this feeling like we're part of a community or a tribe. And when we're faced with change, it can mean that we have to then distance ourselves from our current community. And I've said it before, but I'll say it again. We are the combination of the five people we spend most of our time with. So if we're deciding to make a change in our life or if we're forced to make a change in our life, it might start to create a divide in the beliefs and behavior of the people that we're surrounding ourselves with. And so I want us to think back to when we first became flight attendants. I know for myself and so many of my flight attendant friends, we experienced this change in community. We experienced this change in our friend groups and our quote unquote normal civilian friends might not have understood the shift in lifestyle that we had when we became flight attendants. And over time, our friend group started changing and it started to consist more and more of other flight attendants and like-minded people. And if you're not a flight attendant and you're listening to this, first off, thank you. And second, You've probably experienced this as you've changed your careers. It's not an exclusive experience for just flight crew. So I also think another great example of this is when you start to make changes in your health and wellness, and maybe you decide that you want to start going on a fitness journey. And maybe that requires a lot of change in your daily habits. But it can also require a lot of change in who you start hanging out with. Are you surrounding yourself with other people that are also prioritizing their health and fitness? Or are you surrounding yourself with people that are prioritizing unhealthy habits? Because that's going to determine how successful you are in that change is who you're surrounding yourself with, what accountability you have. And I think so often we are afraid of losing that sense of community and that sense of belonging. And therefore, we hold ourselves back from changes that might be necessary for our growth because we don't want to lose the people that we feel comfortable with. And I think the third reason why change can be such a struggle is this confirmation bias which is a tendency to interpret new evidence as confirmation of one's existing beliefs or theories. So it's us only seeing evidence that is supporting our current state's belief. So if we're resisting change, if we're finding change to be so hard, we're going to find or look for or seek evidence to prove that. And if we're already struggling with the idea of change, we might start convincing ourselves that the change isn't necessary or maybe the change isn't working based on the evidence that we are searching for and not actually based on facts. And again, I think that's because familiarity and truth aren't easily distinguished in our minds. So if we're stuck in one or all three of these psychological components, it could be very difficult for us to accept change. And our brain is always going to resist change because it's uncomfortable. And when I think of the resistance to change that we experience, I think of that uh, below deck quote from Captain Lee of 
the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. And I think that's exactly what our brain does. It wants to go to the familiar. It wants to go to the comfortable instead of risking the unknown. And again, I think it's because so many of us have a control problem, which isn't always a bad thing. But when there is so much uncertainty that lies within change, it can bring up this feeling like we're out of control. And so we stay comfortable in order to feel like we have control. But what if we actually started viewing change, whether it's positive or negative, as being exactly what it is, a loss? It is a loss of the familiar. And therefore, I truly believe that change, again, whether it's positive or negative, needs time to be grieved. And I think this idea of grieving change was put really perfectly in a Netflix movie called Look Both Ways. I was watching it yesterday. And there's a scene in it. I don't want to give away everything from the movie. But there is a scene where they are talking about pregnancy. More specifically, this sense of sadness that some women feel during their pregnancy because of the changes that occur within a woman's body at that time. And one of the characters said, you have to mourn the person you used to be. And I thought that was so beautifully said that no matter if you're going through a pregnancy or if you're just going through one of life's changes that you're going to experience, because again, we all experience change, shit, nature changes every, you know, couple months, we have a new season. So why wouldn't we change? But you have to mourn the season that once was and the person that once was before you can become the person that you are and before you can truly enjoy and step into that growth of, of what this season can bring for you. So what if we don't ever acknowledge the grief that actually comes with change? And I truly believe that the more we resist change mentally, the more emotional pain we might end up experiencing. And what if allowing ourselves to mourn or grieve the change that's happening can actually allow us to become more compassionate to others and ourselves? And what if after taking the time to acknowledge the grief that comes with the change, we can become more self-aware? And especially when we're feeling stuck and we might actually be needing a change. And what if we start challenging our beliefs and our need for certainty and start seeking discomfort because that might be the key to becoming more comfortable with change that may be inevitable. So girlfriend, if you are feeling yourself just struggling in this changing of the seasons, I hope you start by acknowledging that change is hard and whether we like it or not, we're wired to resist it. But we don't have to stay stuck in that resistance because change is also necessary. It's necessary for growth. And sometimes in order to grow, you have to grieve. You have to mourn the person that you once were in order to fully embrace and appreciate the person you're becoming. So I hope today's episode can be the permission you need to grieve. To grieve the loss of comfortability. To grieve the loss of familiarity. And to grieve the loss of certainty. And if you're starting to feel that anxiety or fear that comes with change, I hope you can also give yourself permission to fail. 
because change means learning something new, an opportunity for growth. And sometimes in order to be successful, you've got to stumble. So the next time scheduling calls, I hope you find the courage to answer, reminding yourself of all the beauty and opportunity that can come from a change in your schedule. Thank you so much for listening in. If you've enjoyed today's episode, send it to a friend so they could be a part of the crew. I'm unbelievably grateful to be on this journey with you. And until next week's adventure, I just want to remind you that when everything seems to be going against you, planes take off against the wind, not with it.